Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got Lauren, Steve, Chris, and Sharpie. Hello, everyone. Hey, Lisa. Hello. Hello. Hola. Hola. Howdy, Lisa. Howdy, Sharpie. How's it going? It's going. It's going all right. Uh, close to the holidays, getting lots of things done. I like that. I, I feel like I'm in a good place. Um, yeah, life is good. Do you know what tomorrow is, speaking of holidays? Uh, I know it's Jennifer's birthday. It's the first day of Festivus. The holiday for the rest of us. It's the airing. So like you have your airing of the grievances, right? So I was thinking that since it's Festivus Eve and we won't be together for Festivus, we could all air our grievances against each other right now. What? <laughs> what's Festivus? What's, what's Festivus? That be a very long show. Yes. Hmm. But has anyone put up the Festivus poll? Uh, I've got the Festivus poll put up right now. Look at that. I know. I got a lot of issues with you people. Wait a second, Chris. What what kind of poll is it? Is it really a Festivus poll? It's totally a Festivus (laughs) poll. So if you watched Seinfeld a long time ago when it was on, they had an episode and it was um, one of the guy's fathers who was this crusty old guy decided to have invent his own holiday and he called it Festivus and Sharpie knows exactly what I'm talking about, but it's a, a, a the, the issue is you have these feats of strength and you complain about each other, but we won't be complaining about each other because we all have no issues with each other. So except for you, Sharpie, I'll email you mine. <laughs> oh goodness. I'm waiting here with bated breath. Yeah, I I have no issues with you. I just thought it was funny, though, because my husband got excited. He was like, hey, tomorrow's Festivus. Do you think we should have a Festivus dinner with the kids? So. Then at what point do the feats of strength come in? <laughs> I hope halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. All right. Track. All right. So on today's podcast, we're going to be looking forward going to look into things to come in 2017 for uh, Walt Disney World and the Magic Kingdom and different parks and places, all kinds of fun. Do we have Madame Leota pulled up in her crystal ball? Ooh. It could be true. Yeah, these are things that we've heard of that right now are supposed to be opening in 2017 or may have just recently opened. Uh, so if you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, these are things to take a look at for your 2017 vacation. All right. So we're going to start the ball rolling with Lauren. So one of the most exciting things that are coming to Disney World this year, um, is Pandora World of Avatar, which I'm sure everybody has heard of. It's uh, it was just announced not that long ago that uh, it will be opening officially this summer, 2017. So the highly anticipated world of uh, Avatar will actually open up this year. Uh, A lot of rumors that it may open a little sooner, but officially from Disney, it's summer 2017. And there's going to be a a ride that's going to send guests flying through Pandora on a mountain banshee in Avatar Flight of Passage. And then you're also going to get a family-friendly boat ride through the bioluminescent rainforest in the Navi River 
Um, they're also opening up the Satui Canteen, which is going to be a new dining location there, as well as the Pangu Pangu drink kiosk. Uh, they did just apparently unveil the bridge that is going to connect the land to the rest of the park, which is over near Tiffin. So apparently that just recently um, unveiled. So that's pretty exciting. It's finally going to open. It's highly anticipated. We've waited for years at this point for this. So hopefully bringing on some new rides at Animal Kingdom are going to be, make that park a little bit longer of a, a day and you're, you know, wanting to stay there all day instead of just a half day park. I know Sharpie, you know, you think it's a full day park. <laughs> I will probably be spending a full day just in Avatar land. So right. yeah, exactly. So I'm excited Inspecting for something every square inch. I know. I still, I, th- I could spend a full day there. Well, now they have, they'll have some nighttime stuff. So that'll be nice to kind of explore that area at night. And then uh, maybe they'll put down Everest to rehab that and uh, fix the Yeti now that they have some more e-ticket attractions. Wasn't the reason they can't ever fix the Yeti is because, like, it's not sound engineering. Like, it will always break down because the arm or whatever is just too heavy. Like, it's oh. it's... All they have to do is re-engineer the arm with with a with a, a carbon fiber, a oh. carbon fiber frame. That's all they have to do. It's is a, that all they have to do, Sharpie? That's, is that that's like all they why have aren't to. they doing it then? I was going to put it like would require the attraction being down for several months. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Or, or get some elastic bands, right. like on a Bowflex. So they the can probably find like an thing. old abandoned Bowflex after the new year somewhere. Attach them to the arm. Right. That's a good idea. The mm-hmm. Yeti might want to get into shape. It will be January 1st soon. Get him a Bowflex. Mm-hmm. No, well, they have those bands. I don't know. Yeah, it would be nice to see that. And then, uh, God, I haven't been on Dinosaur in a while either. Yeah. I don't know if that went down recently. I'd like to see if that was clean. Yeah, it, it was down for a pretty extensive refurb, and we, we wrote it. Um, yeah. I think it was about two weeks after it came back up, and... Uh, fresh, fresh looking, well, that's nice. uh, not, not nearly as much, uh, dust, Dark. dirt and filth. Yes. But of course you wouldn't expect dinosaurs to be clean, but anyway. All right. It's a lot cleaner. Okay. Well, one attraction that I really noticed that I, I hope they will, will do an extensive refurb on soon, kind of in the way they did with uh, big thunder this year is splash mountain. Oh, that'd be nice too. Yeah. It's been yeah, a while. It needs it. All right. Well, we're looking forward to Avatar after five, six years. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Just throw that in. What? Well, that that was kind of a, a poke. Oh, yes. Yeah. They're well. working on it. All right. So, Chris, you're up next. So, I'm going to talk about all the new restaurants that are going, coming to Disney Springs next year. You probably all know that Planet Hollywood has undergone a refurb and that should be opening up. And somehow there's going to be like some uh, meals associated with Chef Guy Fieri, which if you watch Food Network, he's the guy with the crazy hair and really who no one likes. But um, he's involved in in some interesting burgers and sandwiches. Is he the um, Diner Dash? Yes. Everyone hates him. Do you hate watch that show? Uh, I've never seen it. I've oh, seen, I've seen it. it. The my only problem with that show is everything's the best and the most amazing, which it's I guess it always has ever. to be. You know, there's never a restaurant that he says, mm, "I don't know about this. This chili's not 
cutting it for me. It's always the best of everything, but anyway. Well, and I always have an issue with someone who just like anything you're making with a ton of butter and cheese and grease, it's probably going to be good. Right. So, I mean, yeah, baited pond. So, um, next up is wine bar, George, which, uh, Mandy was able to go over to the opening a couple weeks ago. They, well, they broke ground. And so that'll be opening up and that's going to have more than 100 selections and they'll have small plates there. That sounds pretty cute. Now, what about I will be um, there with the day that opens? I know, right? Do you think Planet Hollywood's still going to have the? So it's going to be an observatory, but is it still? I guess Planet Hollywood's always going to be movie memorabilia, right? So it's still going to have the right. That yeah, they'll feel have videos and music and okay. merchandise, the usual stuff. It's just really, it's going to have a different, different look, and it'll have different a different look menu. And different menu, okay. So. Um, Paddlefish completely different on the outside. Completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Totally new color scheme. No longer kind of has that pop look to it. Kind of has a more of a classic, classic feel to it. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be like the observatory. So it's supposed to look like that for Disney Springs. Okay. So, uh, the, um, Fulton's crab house will now be called paddlefish. They'll have a whole new menu and they'll also have a rooftop bar. Hmm. where you can eat and hang out. So that's new. And then did anyone want to talk about that one? Well, that one, I, I did see that when I was down there, it does look really different. Like they're doing it a does. lot to it. It looks really different. Yeah. It looks pretty good. It, it was, it's interesting what they're doing over there. So, I mean, it's like a, a full refurb inside and out. So, um, and then last is a restaurant called the polite pig, which is sort of going to be a little it's florida cuisine and if you've eaten in winter park there's a place called the ravenous pig which i've had the pleasure of eating it's very good um local ingredients and i that's basically what they're going to be doing there so that should be good it sounds a little bit like um a higher end version of art smith if you've been to art smith at downtown disney which is sort of like a florida kitchen um kind of food but a little more country than uh the polite pig so all right, they Exciting. all sound like good choices. Yes. All right. Next one. Oh, I'm next. Yay. All right. So I'm going to take it over to Typhoon Lagoon, uh, one of the water parks over at Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando. And they're getting, for the first time in like 10 years, uh, they're getting a new ride. And this is going to be a family ride, which will be great. It's uh, a raft ride. And it's called Miss Fortune Falls. Kind of cute. Uh, and it kind of goes around the idea that there's this, this lady, Captain Mary Oceaneer, and she has been marooned at Typhoon Lagoon. And she was in search of artifacts. And, and she's got all kinds of different things that are in her ride that make it interesting to look at. And the thing I like about this ride is it's... Uh, well, it's a very long ride. It's uh, about two minutes, which is great. But they incorporate the lift as part of the ride. And so that's why it's such a long ride. They entertain me. It's almost like, um, you know, the the pre-show or something. But there's there's the lift that takes you up the hill and then you go down and, and do the, the water splashing, running around rapid thing. And... I think that's really cool. That's that's a great way to do it to make it more enjoyable. You don't have to walk up the hill. I find that more enjoyable. 
and uh, and it's family. So let's see. This particular ride is um, it's over near the the gush one, the crushing gush. What is that? Crushing gush. Crushing gush. Crushing gush. Crushing gusher. Yeah. And so it's over by that ride. And um, let's see. Oh, it's scheduled to open spring of next year, 17. So that'll be good. Very exciting. Yeah, they need another good ride there. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's been a while for Typhoon Lagoon. And with uh, Volcano Bay over opening at Universal Studios. Yeah, they, especially, uh, especially with that. Yep. Yeah, they kind of have to. Oh, but this will be one of the longest rides, one of the longest water rides in Orlando. So that'll be nice for Disney. All right, what do we have next? Sharpie. Okay. Now, is it even fair to do this on a 2017 show when this attraction was supposed to open in the first quarter of 2016? I know. Rivers of Light. How many times have our listeners heard Sharpie talk about Rivers of Light? <laughs> that is refer to yourself you in third one. person. I'm just <laughs> sitting over here waiting, waiting on Rivers of Light. Come on, let's it let's is. let's get it open. Highly anticipated. Um, yeah, so I got to, got to see a snippet of it at the at the uh, media preview that was way back when. Uh, oh, you know, April. Uh, really excited for it. Still, I, I mean, I'm really excited that that, that Animal Kingdom is getting uh, a nighttime kind of makeover. Uh, the the inner evening entertainment and attractions are going to be ramped up whenever it comes time especially for uh avatar to open uh because that's really going to give that park an entirely new facet because a lot of people say that avatar is going to be a land that you want to experience in the day but you'll also want to experience it again at night uh because a lot of the different effects and things that will be taking place uh especially with with the bioluminescence that that is planned or or theme of of bioluminescence and the glow uh but yeah, so Rivers of Light coming in 2017. Still no uh-huh. really oh. exact date has been released. But anyway, so Animal Kingdom was supposed to, to come to life at night in summer of 2016. It's going to be about a year late. Looking, looking like summer 2017 or early spring 2017. Uh, they've been doing a lot of uh, cast member previews with River of, Rivers, Rivers of Light. Excuse me. And that uh, some of the shows from, from reports have gone very well. Some of them have had to be kind of restarted because of some technical issues. Uh, but from what from what I have heard from various sources, it is, it's on track uh, to, to be finished and to be released. Um, definitely not on the original timeline that it was supposed to be, but you know, Sharpie's just sitting over here waiting, waiting on rivers of light to open. So you could be waiting forever. I know. Uh, I know. Well, well, you saw the preview for, like you said, for like two minutes and then, uh, Twitter girl Mandy saw the cast member, uh, preview. She said it was great. My, I've heard mixed reviews. I, from, I too have heard that. mixed reviews. She said it was good, but she said they stopped it constantly. There were constantly problems. I so. can't believe there's still problems after all. This I know, time. which I is know. insane. We're almost a year. 
the well, thing is, mm-hmm. the thing is, they they've continued to do these previews because another friend of mine was able to see it because his husband works at Disney, so he was able to to um to watch it. Hello, yeah. Jason, and well, you all know Jason. Anyway, um, yeah, and he didn't have any complaints. Well, I talked to I was talking to John Frost at our Mouse Chat meetup and at dinner, and he said he had heard that. Well, the floats are all, you know, they're they're not driven by people. They're all robotic. So, you know, they're all timed and they all know where they're supposed to be. But he said something, they were having issues with the batteries that run the floats and they start to wear down. And then all of a sudden, yeah. one, of the, one of the floats, you know, when it needs to be at position A, doesn't make it all the way there. And then everything, the timing is off on on everything and then they have to reset everything. Just how is this happening? It just, you would think that like something as simple as a battery lasting long enough is like the easiest thing in the world to solve. Well, we're we're living in a very interesting time technologically because right now, uh, especially even if you look at, at the, at the mobile phone market, if you look at the smartphones, cell phones, whatever you want to call them these days, um, a lot of cell phone limitation is coming from battery life. I mean, you look at what what Samsung has gone through, and and becoming synonymous with with flaming flaming cell phone batteries. Um, batteries are really holding back technology a lot right now. So whenever you look at what Disney is trying to do, they're trying to be cutting edge, but the technology isn't quite there to support it yet. I mean, you look at the drone show at downtown Disney, uh, or excuse me, Disney Springs, uh, where, where did downtown Disney come from? We're, we're living in a new era here. Uh, but anyway, the, they're looking at making the, the drones part of a nighttime show, but the problem is getting the drones in place for the show, keeping them in place for the show and keeping their batteries yeah. uh, with long enough charge or long enough power and strong enough uh, um, uh, power source. It's difficult right now. So you have these amazing devices that can do all of these really cool things, but you don't have the the juice to support it. So it's going to be interesting to see how Disney – Disney does this and who they partner with to fix these problems. Yes. Hopefully we'll see the show river of light rivers of light 2017. Come on, Disney. Let's make it happen. Mm-mm. All right. I'm going to jump to Steve real quick. Sharpie actually has the next one, but I'm going to break it up a little. Steve, you go next and then we'll go back to Sharpie. Okay. So mine is uh, for 2017 star Wars. So they're going to, do some Star Wars guided tours. Uh, these are supposed to be slated for Mondays and Saturdays around a seven-hour uh, tour experience. They're over at Disney Hollywood Studios, and it incorporates uh, everything, I think, that's available at Disney Hollywood Studios. So character appearances, uh, a theme dining experience, ride experiences, uh, there's also some insider tours that are not defined. Of course, the Star Wars dessert party and a special area to watch the Star Wars fireworks, the uh, Galactic Spectacular. So, I don't know, seven hours, maybe for, might be something for a Star Wars fan. I'm sure that's there's a lot something. of Star Wars. That's a lot. That's a day. That's a full day of, uh, Star Wars, so you got to be really into it. And I don't have a price on what this experience is going to cost, but 
if I hear more, if we get more information, we'll. I also think once they add more Star Wars, this might be something that's worth it. I don't know if it's really worth it yet. Yeah, I, I'm sure they'll do some special stuff, but I'm, I'm sure they're also going to incorporate stuff that you can do for free. They're just going to try to plus it up and make but it a little more special. theme dining. That sounds interesting. It could be. I would Dine do this. Stars. Yes. Did you guys? I would add, totally do this. I don't What's know. What's up? I wonder if they'll add some Rogue One. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Was it good? Well, Anybody they're supposed to add it? Rogue One I to the- I haven't seen it. This was added to the uh, Star Tours Rogue One. Really? Yeah, the the film. Yeah, they that's did last coming. Time. Yeah. So don't go on Star Tours. You'll, you know, you have to I always have a move. hard time following those. If it's not one of the original three. We saw Rogue One. It was good. Um, but it's like, it's it's uh, in the series, it's like 3.5. So it's kind of in the middle. Oh, wow. I but like I, that. Yeah, but I went into this thinking that it was... Seven, it that it was eight and it wasn't i figured we'd be continuing from where we were and no we jump around again so that was confusing That's for cool. me i want to see it i just haven't gotten around to it yet you need to see it before someone puts something on face, i know facebook about i know i, w- about I was Han going to Solo see it on saturday but something. i have to take my daughter the nutcracker yeah I thought you were going to say the nut house. I was like, well, <laughs> short finally broke her. I know. No, we're going to the ballet. We're going to get all dressed up. Well, that sounds sounds wonderful. I know. It'll be cute. It sounds very crisp. I know. The boys are going to Star Wars, though. So I'm kind of like, Ugh. Oh, see, they're going to go see it. I know. Anyway. All right. We're going to throw it back to Sharpie. I'm excited about this one. I'm excited to see how, how they grow this one. As everyone can can attest, uh, Disney has grown attendance through special events and special festivals and things of that nature. Uh, for 2017, they're launching an all-new uh, festival uh, to take place at Epcot. Epcot will be home to the all-new International Festival of the Arts. Uh, so, And it's going to be winter weekends only. Uh, January 13th through February 20th. It will run Fridays through Mondays. Uh, it's going to feature visual culinary uh, as well as performing arts. Uh, so so kind of getting the, the full, full perspective on the arts there. Uh, but each weekend, uh, there'll be different, different things running each weekend. So it's going to be a very limited time uh, kind of engagement. Uh, but it's also in collaboration with Disney Theatrical. Uh, so you're going to see uh, different different songs and pieces from Disney's Broadway shows, um, like The Lion King, Newsies, Aladdin. Uh, and you can pretty much bet they're going to throw some Mary Poppins in there as well. Uh, but it's actually going to be performed by Broadway talent. So kind of an exciting addition that's... January has traditionally been a low attendance, low attendance month into February, uh, one of Disney's slowest times of the year. Uh, so just like fall used to be a very slow time of the year, Disney created the the uh, Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. And now, uh, especially if you're a DVC member or a frequent Disney visitor, you know that it's getting very competitive to get reservations during the Food and Wine Festival, especially uh, at resorts that are convenient to uh, convenient to Epcot. So boardwalk, beach club, yacht club, all of those. So I'm yeah. excited. 
January 13th to February 20th, all new for 2017, uh, the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. It has gotten to a point where there is no longer a time where you're not going to see extra food stands up. And I think they're going to continue to close those gaps where there is always something going on in Epcot. I'll just have permanent food stands. Well, well some, of the, some of them are. Except for summer. Yeah, they're constantly there now. So. Well, the. Um, so. Yeah, but you have food mm-hmm. and wine starting in August now. Right. It starts the last day of August. It goes to mid-November. And then you have this starting in the middle of January going until you know, the middle of February, couple weeks off to change everything out. And then again for, for flower and garden. But if you think about it, they have, um, they have, what you call it? Um, during the holidays, they have the stands up. Right. So it's constant. Yep. Now they used to have festival of the masters over at downtown Disney, which is now Disney Springs. Uh, and I had heard that they're not going to do that anymore is the rumor. So that's why they've moved, moved it to Epcot and made it a little more involved. It's um, an interesting idea, but I don't think it's going to have the same appeal that food and wine does. Food and wine is like a very accessible idea. Everyone likes food. Lots of people like wine, but not as many people are going to go out of their way to see art exhibits and performances. I but agree. This is also culinary too. So you got a little bit of that thrown in there. But even with like when they do like flower and garden, they will do some food. There's just not, there's not as much, you know, and I doubt they'll have like all the food booths out. We'll have to see. We're, we're actually supposed to be down there the 19th of January. Some of us, and I'm hoping we're actually at universal, but I'm hoping to be able to kind of maybe go over for a couple hours and check it out. I'll be there in February. Okay. No, so it's the 19th, and it's only on the weekends. Is, is that the, the It weekend? is, Steve. It's only on the weekends, so I think you have to let me sneak out for like a couple hours and go over. Hmm. It's work. It's work-related. Um, also, uh, what is it, Car Masters Weekend that hasn't been over at Disney uh, Springs? There's a rumor oh. that they might bring that back. Oh, yay. I know. I've Are already- you going to go? Give the truckster its spotlight once again. I've already heard from uh, the car club that they might be invited back. So that was the one event that the Disney Springs uh, new merchants want to have back at Disney Springs. So we'll see. I'll make sure I inform your fan club. We'll see if Cars Masters comes back. Yes, thank you. And (laughs) if uh, if I go back down for that or not, I don't know. All right. Next one up, we're going to go with Lauren. Me. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Chris. Mm. See, the Chris threw me because we just Just had Sharpie, but it's Chris, not Sharpie. So teasing me. I'm sorry. Okay, Chris, you're up. So the excitement for DVC owners or want to be DVC owners is that Wilderness Lodge is building a new Disney Vacation Club property called Copper Creek Villas and Cabins. And you've probably seen the cabins. If you're on the monorail going to the Magic Kingdom, you can see them right out front of Wilderness Lodge. There's, I don't know, maybe eight or nine of them. They're really close to the water, which is a tiny bit disconcerting to me. But one, um, of, so- one of them is literally right behind um, the bar by the pool. Oh, really? Like okay. right behind it. 
So they're, they're super close to the water. There's about eight or nine cabins. Those are probably going to be pretty expensive. And then they're turning some of the old, some of the existing rooms in the actual wilderness lodge into new villas. In addition to that, they're refurbing the old Disney vacation club, the pool on the DVC side. Um, they're going to add a zero entry and a bigger sun deck. So that should be awesome. Yeah. And just a side note. Um, I ate dinner at Wilderness Lodge and we actually went out by the pool and had a drink out there. And the entire, if you're facing the, the building, standing in front of the pool, uh-huh. the entire section of the building on the left-hand side is closed for refurbishment. The main building. That's a lot. Do, the entire do- building. Do we know when this is supposed to be done over there? No. I thought by the spring, but I looking at that, I don't know. I know I, it's got to be fall because I've quoted them for fall and it says, you know, Boulder Ridge, blah, blah, blah. So well, I think the villas, but the actual refurbishment I thought was supposed to be done by the spring. Yeah, because okay. there, there are now, there will be actually two DVC resorts at, oh. at Wilderness Lodge. Uh, the old... The, the the Cooper Creek um, villas and cabins is, is separate from Boulder Ridge Cove or Boulder Ridge. The Boulder Ridge villas will be the original, what was the villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Uh, but the, the, the Copper Creek, sorry, did I say Cooper? I meant Copper. That's um, the okay. Copper Creek villas and cabins will be the new resort. Um, so that will be actually be under a new, um, new ownership criteria. Current members, current DVC members who own at what was the Villas at Wilderness Lodge um, will actually own uh, Boulder Ridge Villas. Uh, and then the new ones that will be sold will actually be Copper Creek Villas and Cabins. So two, two, two different DVC resorts on the same property, which is a new thing. Disney has not done that before. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. No. So do you know when the cabins are supposed to be done? I believe they're supposed to be done this summer. I okay. believe they're supposed to be done in, in, in time for late summer travel or for fall travel from what I've seen. Uh, and everything I've, I've read and have seen come out of there has everything that's, that's kind of on track for uh, on time completion. And from what I understand, kind of just like the, the villas at the Polynesian are very sort of high end ish uh, in terms of not only price, but also in terms of amenities from what I understand, it's also going to be the case over at Wilderness Lodge. Can I tell you something? They I look actually, like they're going to be beautiful. Yeah. Well, I actually got to go into the Polynesian one because we went to that Moana preview and they were giving tours of the villa of the overwater villas. Not impressed. Really? No, not at all. They're very small. They are cute, but for the price. There's absolutely no way I would stay there. I would rather stay at a three-bedroom at Bay Lake Tower. The rooms are small. I think they sleep, what, one, two, three, four, maybe six or seven people comfortably. Um, Tiny little deck, tiny little kitchen, very nice uh, finishes on all the first countertops and everything. But but overall, like, not that great. Like, if what did we say, 3,000 a night? Stop it right now. You could do a lot more with 3000 a night. Including and, and pay frankly, your mortgage. I've, yeah. And, and I've frankly never found um, 
and I'm, I may be alone in this, but I've really never found the Polynesian to be that incredibly convenient. I like that resort. I like the vibe. I think it's a fun resort. Um, it's crawling with families and kids, which is fine. But if you're a couple, you probably don't want to go there. Um, but I thought those villas were just like so hyped. I couldn't wait to go in there. And yeah, we got to go in there over Thanksgiving and it was, um, a real pleasure to go in there because I'd, I had been dying to go in, but I wasn't impressed. And did you see now there's, that, it was a two bedroom? Ahead, Steve. Was it a two bedroom you saw? Or is it's there a, a two bedroom mm-hmm. and each bedroom has the, the master bedroom has a king size bed. It does have a beautiful bathroom and then there's a double bed. And I believe there's a pullout as well in the second bedroom. And then there's a pullout couch. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people basically. And that seventh person, well, we all know those pull-up couches at Disney are just horrible. Um, so the, you know, the people who get that are unlucky. Um, yeah, I don't know for that kind of money. I, there's so many other wonderful places you could stay on Disney property. So if you're coveting those and have been worrying, you know, oh geez, how can I get in there? Yeah, don't, don't. So it's pricey, very. It pricey. is pricey, but I, I would be also interested to see those cabins. But if it's the same price, same amenities, I think that's a big no. Plus, as a snake hater, I just can't stand. I, you, they're right on the water there. Seriously, like ten feet away. Yeah, I mean they're uh, they're over the water over-the-water bungalows. Well, no, I'm talking about the ones over at Wilderness Lodge. Ooh. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's... Oh, my gosh. They are so close to the water. Yeah. I mean, the one really cool thing about the new restaurant that's coming to Wilderness Lodge is it will have waterfront seating. Um, so oh, that'd be the, cute. The, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, so oh, it, that'll go over well. They're really taking it high-end. Is it signature? I, honestly, I'm not sure yet. I, okay. I, haven't, I haven't seen a menu... Um, I would be more willing to bet that it's kind of a standard table service restaurant because I mean, um, Whispering Canyon isn't really much of a standard table service restaurant in my opinion. I agree. Um, That's kind of something that, that, um, Wilderness Lodge is missing is kind of your standard fare table service because you have, um, artist artist point, which is kind of, which is your signature, yeah. but you're kind of missing. And also the, the quick service location there is very, very small. It is. So when's well, the uh, a, restaurant a supposed to open? quick service restaurant in there, right? I, I'm not sure if they're doing a full new quick service or if, if the, the table service or the new restaurant is actually going to be, uh, just quick service. I, I, I've seen, I've seen two different stories on that. So it'll be interesting, but the, but the waterfront area that they're developing, um, it's, it's going to be beautiful. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I think it'll be nice. I mean, that's a nice resort anyway. So, and it'd be nice to see some different food options there because every time I go there, you're absolutely right. I mean, wilderness or, I mean, whispering Canyon cafe is really not my cup of tea and you know, artist point is really expensive. So. Okay. All right. Now it's Lauren's turn. Yay. Okay. So now this to me is the most exciting news of the night. So coming in 2017, which we announced quite a while ago is the new cheerleading and dance venue for the ESPN wide world of sports. ESPN is teaming up with Varsity Spirit, which is one of the biggest cheer and dance uh, companies out there. 
um, to bring this venue that's going to be designed for cheer and dance competitions. It's opening its doors in 2017. Um, Back in July, they announced it was still 18 months out. Originally, we had heard it was going to open just after the cheer and dance competitions for this year. So for 2017 coming up. So I don't think it's going to be there for the college, the high school, uh, the world's championships um, that are all going to take place between now and May 1st. So I would say that that's all going to happen for the following season, but it's supposed to open in 2017. My guess is it's going to be more towards the end of 2017. Um, But it's actually going to be right across from the Justin center. It's going to allow for four competition areas and seating for more than 8,000 people. It's going to have six basketball courts, volleyball courts, and it's also going to have configurations for concerts. So it's really, really exciting. I mean, honestly, I know, you know, if you're not into cheer and dance, you're not going to really know how big this is, but it's going to, it's going to alleviate a lot and it's going to make it so nice to be able to go and see a competition, which I go to several times a year. (laughs) So I'm excited for this. I I cannot wait for this to open. I I'm excited too. I'm excited for you. Is that, yeah, I'm excited for you. My girls will get to compete in it twice. Probably. Not bad. Uh, I went to one of those. Oh, no, I didn't. I went. That was the race. We went into one of those places where they're, they hold the cheering. They're not that big, the old ones. No, they really need it. Well, that'll be good. It's going to bring a whole new, uh, whole new attraction to that for, um, uh, for, for all of the, the different competition levels. I thought you were going to come up with a pun. Oh, no. I was trying to beat you to it. And for a second, I thought you were going to cheer me on. Oh, God. Time <laughs> you send that article to you. Might oh, goodness. Puns. I keep forgetting. All right. Well, I'm going to grab the show right here and wrap it up. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you enjoy listening to the shows, you can find more of them at iTunes and also at mousechat.net. If you have comments or questions for us, you can send them over to comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening, and please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.